On today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we are going to rank the issues. There's a lot going wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles after a two-game win, or I should say losing streak. What are those main problems, plus stock up, stock down after another loss to the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more on this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Louis DiBiase joined, as always, by Gino Camilleri. We are going to continue to recap a disappointing 33-13 loss on Sunday in Jerry World. The Dallas Cowboys jumped the Eagles for first place in the NFC East. The Eagles also jumped for the one seed by the San Francisco 49ers. We are on the outside looking in, not from the playoffs, but in the division and one seed perspective. The Eagles are now the five seed at 10-3 and three with a matchup coming up against the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully that is a get-right game. But, uh, Gino, a lot that's gone wrong with this team over the last few weeks. We really dove deep into it on Monday's show, but... I think we didn't even really hit on everything because there's so much just not right with this football team right now. If you had to say, because again, it's not black and white. I think it's a complete team effort with the way they have collapsed in these two games. If you had to mm-hmm. say though, like the number one reason, the main thing holding them back right now, what what would that be? Themselves. I think a lot of it is self-inflicted. How many times are you going to fumble the ball in plus territory? in the opposing team's red zone. Give a team the ball back when they just go down and score a touchdown and you need a touchdown. Mm. Being able to tackle in space. Being able to take the ball away. These are all things that you have to do a better job at. And it just comes back to them not doing it to themselves when it comes to penalties, when it comes to fumbling the ball, but playing fundamentally sound across the board. And you could get to the root cause of all of that. I think they're just playing without that swagger, without that confidence, something that we had seen for about a year and a half up until the last two weeks. For the first time, they got this gut check, and it kind of seems like they're lost. And I said that on yesterday's show, that they're trying to find their way. I think they can do it, though, Lou. They're 10-3. and We have seen, I know I use the, the quote all the time, flashes get you fired, but we have seen flashes. It's the first year of Brian Johnson. It's the first year of Sean Desai. They're not going anywhere right now. They're probably not going to get fired this offseason either. I think they're going to get another so. season, both of them, if they're probably not going to get head coaching jobs at this point, I would presume, unless the Eagles do something crazy down the run, down the stretch. But right now, you have to take this stretch of Seattle, Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. And you have to play a 60-minute football game, in my opinion. Which they have done in a long time. No, but you have to, Lou. That's the only thing that's going to show me that they were able to polish things up here in this closing window because the litmus test, it's out the window. That was against Dallas. That was against San Fran. You had already seen that in the past. These are the quote-unquote get right games and you got to get right fast because you're still competing for the number one seed in the East. Lou, you're still competing for potentially getting the number one. If the Niners slip up, you have a 30% chance as it stands, but you just have to get back 
to not shooting yourself in the foot and not being the reason you lose this game or every these games rather. And you mentioned Sean Desai and Brian Johnson specifically, like the Eagles are in their own way right now, but I think people are underrating from a personnel perspective from like the players, they're underrating the toll the schedule has taken on this team. They look tired. I don't think suddenly after two weeks, this team doesn't care anymore. Their energy isn't there. They're lazy. Like they don't care. That's not their lack of confidence. They're in each other's heads. Like this anonymous quote from Derek Gunn. I'm not sure how much I believe of that right now. Like, I don't think suddenly this team completely changed their DNA and who they are. I think they have played in a million close games against really, good teams they've had to overcompensate for a lot of injuries they've been trailing in these football games like that is taxing and they've been injured they haven't been completely healthy so that's a main thing for me from a personnel perspective but the number one problem for me is coaching because the players right now they need help right The front four needs help overcompensating for the second and third level of the defense that don't have that much talent right now. Jalen Hurts is not healthy. He needs help from the run game and from the receivers, but everybody needs help right now from the coaching staff who has made it very hard on these players. Mm -hmm. They've had to be the reason they win, and of course, it's always going to be the the main reason you win is because of the players on the field. They're the ones that have to actually play, and I don't always like blaming schemes. Sometimes I think it's lazy, but this team this year, I think, is only one, really, because of personnel. There's been a few good Sean Desai games, a couple bright spots from Brian Johnson, but overall, those two have not been reasons enough for why you've won, and I think there's been too many games where they're the reason you have lost. So there's a lot that's going wrong right now. But I think coaching just has not been good enough. And Nick Sirianni should not get a pass either just because he doesn't call plays. I think he kind of slides under the radar more than like a Doug Peterson did because he's not calling plays. We have to make sure that Nick Sirianni is the last guy that is held accountable. And in that way, everything goes through him. It's a funnel system, right? The last guy, the last check and balance, the only way that whatever the game plan is, is going to make it through that funnel is through your head coach and Nick Sirianni. So it goes down to the defensive game plan. It goes down to the offensive game plan. He was asked that exact question in his press conference today, Lou. What do you think is the problem with the defense and he alluded to not being able to get off the field on third down. Well, why are you so bad in those areas? That's a symptom of something else. That's not the problem. Yes. Yeah. Causation and correlation. Exactly. You have to get to the root cause analysis and it's just maybe approaching it in a bad way because like you said, they're healthy now. This was the healthiest we had seen the team the whole season. Everybody was back and you, everybody was back. No. And you could not have, in the first half, definitely not. In the second half, the defense kind of stepped it up, but it all comes down to Nick, especially on offense, Lou. One of the most damning things about making it easy on this team is that they just don't do it when it comes to an offensive perspective. Exactly. You could look at A.J. Brown's route tree. You can look at any sort of information that you want. If it's San Fran running crossing routes and getting guys open and Dallas doing a lot of the same thing and just beating you in that way and you not doing that, there are numbers to back it up, Lou. From NFL GSIS this morning, I tweeted this out. The Eagles, they currently rank 32nd in the amount of times that they have thrown over the short middle of the field. But they rank ninth 
in average yards gained on plays over the short middle field at 7.84 yards per play and sixth in completion percentage so at 75.5. Right. Isn't that, so they're isn't that frustrating? They're not yes, doing they're not doing works. the most efficient thing if you look yeah. at it. You're, the most efficient aspect of your passing offense is going at the middle of the field, which one, will give your quarterback confidence, two, yeah. give your pass catchers easy options to where they don't have to separate each and every single freaking play, and that yeah. all comes down to who is the guy that is in charge of all of this. Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Sariani. Nick, yeah. you got to figure it out, man. It coaching. goes through your coaching staff. Coaching is number one for me. I would say number two, like if I had to pick a top three, it's coaching. I think on offense too, the players don't get a pass though. There's been a lot of penalties. That's been a sloppy issue since the summer where we heard reports Nick Sirianni was not happy at training camp at times, Gino, with the mistakes going all the way back to August. That's been holding them back. So have turnovers because – You mentioned it before the show. They are moving the football well. Against San Francisco, the first half, they were moving the ball. Against Dallas, there were drives. They were moving the football, but they stall out because they can't get out of their own way, and that is one part that's very uncharacteristic of this team in the Sirianni-Hurts era. Normally, they've been very mistake-free and don't get in their own way like the 2018 and 2019 Eagles would, for instance, even though those were good teams eventually. They always would deal with these problems. This core normally doesn't, and that's a main problem too. Sirianni also mentioned that where he went on this soliloquy today about mentioning every single period in their practice week where they put a focus on taking care of the football. And I even jokingly tweeted out that Bo Wolf took a picture inside of the Eagles Novacare complex that they have just like a ball security poster of like maintain all points of pressure, squeeze the elbow. And they don't practice what they preach because what you are seeing on the field is you're a sloppy football team. You're sloppy when it comes to penalties. You're sloppy when it comes to turning the ball over. Good teams that hold themselves accountable down to the littlest of details don't do that. You don't do that. Is it an exhaustion thing? Is it just that they're big game hunting too much? Are they just too overconfident and kind of just maybe they're not disciplined enough? I don't know. That just feels not like this football team. But regardless of what the problem is, the real problem are the turnovers and the penalties. It's coaching. And then for me, number three would just be overall, again, just I rewatched a little bit of that game on Sunday. Gino, they are lacking talent in the second and third level. Just even Mm -hmm. guys that you're not – like winning or losing because of, right? I think you like you look at the safeties. Reed Blankenship's been good this year. Kevin Byard has been an okay addition. Um, you know, Darius Slay has been, I think, unfairly grouped in with the struggles of the secondary when he has he's been, been the like, only good one. Yeah, he's grouped in with James Bradbury far too much this year, where he's not the all-pro of 2021 or 2022, but he's still a pretty good corner. Um, outside of Slay, though, like, these guys are just, even if some of them you're losing because of, like Bradbury at times, uh, you know, uh, Bradley Roby has not been great. But even the guys that, again, that aren't holding you back like, a you know, a Leotis Leotis McKelvin would back in the day, they're not being difference makers enough. And that's very apparent. I think it comes down to, if we were to find the root cause of why this is, and one of the reasons was not prioritizing philosophically Defending the middle of the field from Howie Roseman's yeah, per- perspective, missing, because he he Man. cannot get off of off of this either, Lou. And we are people that are big proponents of Howie. We are probably the one podcast that doesn't really say anything bad about him. I'll say it right now: letting Chauncey walk, letting Marcus walk, letting TJ walk, letting Kaiser walk, and then just bad. overall the Avante Maddox injury. That's not something Howie can and control, I, but and Avante, the Zach McPherson injury too. Yeah, that's those stunk. those have killed them too. So. 
you know, losing those guys has really hurt this football team. So there's a lot of problems, but as you mentioned earlier in the segment, these are get right games. They should be favored the rest of the way. And I would not be surprised if they're 13 and four or 14 and three at the end of the year, everything's still in front of them, including the one seed coming up next right here on the lockdown Eagles podcast. We're going to take one final look back at that Cowboys game with a little stock up stock down. That's coming up right here on the lockdown Eagles podcast. This Tuesday edition of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by Game Time. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, view from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time, they take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy them, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Their all-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Head over to your app store, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that promo code LOCKEDONNFL, which is in all capital letters, LOCKEDONNFL, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, exciting news. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 33-13 was the final score on Sunday. The Eagles dropped to 10-3 on the year. They dropped to the five seed, but again, they've got everything still in front of them. Gina, let's wrap up this game one last time, talk a little bit more about it, and then shoot it into the sun because, honestly, I thought that was harder to watch than the San Francisco game because they just looked lifeless. And when it comes to like, the actual issues on the field, when it comes to stock down first, we, we finished off segment one talking about it. It was very apparent how outmatched the Eagles were in the secondary and at linebacker against an MVP like quarterback and Dak Prescott against some weapons like C.D. Lamb, but it wasn't even just C.D. Jake Ferguson really destroyed them over the middle at mm-hmm. tight end. He's been very good for the Cowboys, and he looked great against the Eagles. I think two players specifically that really let them down were James Bradbury and Bradley Roby. Like, they need... Darius Slay had a good game, but those two, in coverage on Sunday. Bradbury allowed seven catches on nine targets for 63 yards and a touchdown. Dak had a 116.2 rating when targeting Bradbury. And then Roby... I mean, we talked about missing Avante Maddox. They really miss Avante. Roby, four of six in coverage, 46 yards, and a touchdown, a 109.7 rating. Those two are just... They're killing them right now. They have to make multiple draft picks at the cornerback position. They finally need to invest a top two round pick, at least, you know, at least one. I will say as bad as Keely Ringo was, the one pass breakup and like the one tackle that he had was kind of unfair. It, to it, it, it was anyway. okay. Yeah, yeah. but it, it definitely was. But they need to find a way to not be in this position moving forward to where yeah. they don't have a plan here. Because there are a lot of positions where they have a plan. Offensive line, they have plans. Defensive line, they have plans. They have plan Bs and plan Cs, right? But it felt like in the slot, at least, Avante was plan A and B. And that's not okay with his injury history. Especially after Zach went out, you still had time to go and make a move that early on. And they did, but it was for a player that's not eligible until 2024. 
yeah, that's the crazy part too, is that Howie Roseman, once again, could he have done a better job seeing that Avante Maddox has been injury prone over the entire tenure of his career that they could have circumvented that or maybe right. spent that money on not a two 30 plus year old corners or and drafted spent that some... somewhere else. Yeah. And you know, like I kind of understand it for me at the time, me and you both didn't want to lose both Slay and Bradbury. And we were happy they kept both because it'd be very hard to let two players at that position, considering the Eagles history leave after the seasons they had last year. My issue more is that how he didn't really have a backup plan for the slot or for those two older corners. Because again, he just does not draft this position. And they didn't have a plan at safety. They let those two guys walk in linebackers, yeah. kind of hoping that Nicobe Dean would turn into something that now you luckily have found Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham to just be a pretty solid combination. There, yeah. There isn't. And why it feels so much like those teams we keep bringing up with like Leotis and those guys that just couldn't run. It just feels like, Bradbury yep. got burned a bunch of times this year, and so is Bradley Roby. He got torched multiple times, and that's why I see why Eli Ricks is in there. They just don't want to get beat athletically, and he's At the only guy can that move. can keep up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. It's tough. They Again, this is not a problem that's going to be fixed in 2023, but Howie Roseman has his work cut out for him this offseason on the second and third level of the defense. But, Gino, unfortunately, the pass rush, they really let them down again on Sunday. And it's not fair at times to put the pressure on them. They have to carry a lot. And it's not just for the second, third level of the defense, but Sean Desai does not often bring up you know any sort of pressure packages with blitzes, not a lot of disguised coverage, very vanilla at times. So they're dealing with a lot. But they only pressured Dak Prescott in the first half when it was a game. They only got to Dak five times on 25 dropbacks. And they were heading into this game funny enough with the fourth worst pressure rate, which is surprising to me. Like they, at least in the last two games have not finished sacks and they have not gotten to the quarterback enough. And ultimately has cost them on situational downs. The Eagles rank terribly, terribly, terribly. in arguably the most important aspects of defense. They're last on third down 30th in red zone D and 27th in goal to go situations. And why is that? It's a combination of, not having coverage and guys in the back end that can hold up for two and a half to three seconds and not getting to the quarterback in that two and a half second time frame where Dallas really does do a good job circumventing what the Eagles do really well and getting that ball out and not having a game plan against a division opponent, your best division opponent, the only one that really is challenging you right now drives me insane because how many times do I say you have to draft and build to beat your division, Lou? And Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb torch you every single freaking time. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense at all that they can't find a way to stop Dak in the slightest. It has been a recurring theme for, for eight years. his entire career. Yeah, he's always had success against them. Forever, forever. And they they aren't finding a way to, to fix it. And they better do something fast because if you have to go down there again, I'll keep saying you're going to get boat raced if it continues to be the way you are and your defense is the way that it is. But, but trying to be positive, we have seen the Kansas City game plan. We have seen the Miami game plan. You have to find a way to to mesh that coverage and yeah, that get back front. to that. Because then it turns into the pointing fingers. Is it the front? Is it the coverage? The same discussion we've had for five out of the six years here on Locked on Eagles. And we're, ba we're basically right back where we began the show, Lou. Trying to figure out why the secondary right can't now. cover and why the front can't hit home. 
Well, it was a fun year last year to have a, an elite secondary. So at least at least we had the one year on the show. Uh, Gino, any before we take a break, any positives? I would say like Fletcher Cox was great in that game. I think Eli Ricks is continuing Ricks to step up for just being an undrafted free agent, stepping up in some big assignments. I, yeah. It's it's tough to really give any positives. I thought Slay was in good this game. Yeah, Slay Slay continues to be good, and why that guy wasted his time going to Lincoln Financial Field and putting no play Slay on a trash can. Well, again, he unfairly I think gets grouped in with Bradbury because they both resigned. He had like four pass breakups in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was all around the football. No, I, was, I thought Slay was good in whatever that. matchup too. It was against yeah. Gallup. It was against Cooks. It was against CD and. If I had to give a positive, we have to get back to special teams, man. Michael Clay is the only guy that was prepared. and Yeah, ballsy they, with a fake punt, but they needed it, unbelievably so. But and you're going it. against a really good coordinator on the other side in Bones Fossil. Like, he won his matchup. He was the only guy that wasn't outcoached, I would have to say. And Covey puts them in good positions. And Britton Mann is top 10 in punts since he came into Philadelphia and Jake Elliott continues to be the only source of any offense that you can get the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, God. let's let's take special teams as it is because it's the only saving grace they have. Today's edition of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by our friends over at DoorDash. It is the easiest way to quite literally go on your phone and then a couple taps have food delivered directly to your door. I can think back to a time where we would have discussions like, why can't McDonald's be delivered right to our house? And it quite literally can. And so can a cheesesteak from De Rossi's or pizza from Santucci's, hoagies from Wawa, whatever your favorite restaurant is, you could get it sent right to your door. And first time customers, thanks to us here at Lockdown, you are going to get a 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you have to do, download the app, create an account, and put in the promo code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3 to enjoy your whatever your favorite food is, honestly. I, I order every single thing. I don't discriminate against food. If it's on that app, I'm going to get it sent to my house. And that's over at DoorDash, and you can get in on it as well. Go to DoorDash on the app. Put in the promo code LOCK23, and you'll get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, talking about the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who, Gino, I wouldn't say over the last two games it's been like stock down where he's been terrible. He's, you know, completely unraveling, like regressing as if it's 2020 Carson Wentz. Like that's mm -hmm. not the case at all. But he has not been special, and they've needed him to be special like he was the previous games against these really good football teams. He's kind of just been a guy lately, and it did look like he lost some confidence on Sunday. He definitely looks beat up and injured. Again, I don't know if it's an exhaustion thing or what it is, but you know, Jalen definitely has not, to say safely to say, he has not looked the same over the last two games. I think it's fair, and I don't think it's a criticism more than it is us pointing out what we have observed. It's not a concern. It. It's just a fact that he just has not been good enough the last few games. I don't think it's a, a trend or a sign of things to come, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he's – He's not been the guy, the MVP candidate he was three weeks ago. There were still times when he showed up when he's like rolling sure. to his left and he delivers a dart to Devontae yeah, Smith to pick up a first down, but he's definitely not himself. We know that. And we continue to talk about the root cause. Why is that? Mm -hmm. I think one thing they have to completely eliminate, Lou, and I know they got five to six yards on both of the plays. Take 
the quarterback run game out of the equation. You have yeah, to protect him. Healthy. Because because what is the upside? The upside is you gain five or six yards. The downside is he could potentially fumble the ball. The downside is he could potentially get hit again. And the downside is he is injured and you could do more damage than you are doing good. So is the good of what he did in 2022 outweighing the potential injury? Yeah, he was elite running the football in 2022. We know that. But right now, it is broken. And I think you just kind of have to put him back into a box. Be like, we and in the pocket, Lou, they've been effective. The run game just hasn't been working. Whether no, it's him, I, whether it's DeAndre, whether it's but it's just not working. And there's they're trying to force it. And mm-hmm. him sitting in the pocket realistically is the only way you're going to compete in football games at this current point in time. And it's not like DeAndre has to have any load management. He's gotten less than 10 carries in the first two halves combined over the last I don't think he's had two a 20. Games. When was the last time Gino he had twenty plus touches in a game? It's been since like October, if that. Yeah. So I, these guys no, the ball. You got to take the wear and tear off of Jalen. You got to protect. That's him. the that's the point. I think again, he's been stepping up to the plate this year. They've needed him to carry them for many games, and he has done that. I would say ninety percent of the time this season. But the offense, especially these last two games against great teams, when he was not able to be Superman. The rest of the team was not able to pick him up the way he's been picking them up. Like the run game, as you mentioned, has not been good enough. We've already talked to death about Brian Johnson not making it easy on Jalen. They're forcing him to run the football too, and he's not at 100% with that leg. Outside of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, nobody has stepped up. I mean, Gino, outside of the big three, Smith, Brown, and Goddard, Hurts didn't target a single other player on Sunday in Dallas. Like, nobody is helping him out, and that's not to excuse his own issues. Like, yes, he is the one that's hurt right now. He's the one that continues to fumble the football. I think he's forcing the issue at times, especially on first and second down. He's going for the kill shot too much. He's hanging on to the ball. But I think a lot of that is enhanced from this the rest of his support system where he feels like he needs to do all that stuff and be Superman because they're they're not helping him. I mean, Dan Orlovsky even pointed out, like, Jalen is he's trying to kill everybody on first and second down way too much. He has the second lowest QBR on first downs right now in the league. And that's a scary statement to say because I, I was getting flashbacks to what we talked about with Carson where it's like, dude, just yes. take what's there. I instantly thought there. of that with Wentz because Wentz used to think he had to save everybody. And a lot of times he had to. So hopefully you don't want a quarterback to have this kind of patterns and behavior consistently like confirmed right in his head because that's when bad habits start to build. And unlike Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts actually does account for yeah. a vast amount of the offense. And he's not the tall vision mental player either. Right. I, I think he definitely is going to have to get it back on track. I think the argument against going outside of the big three in the past game is crazy. One of these I, cowboy fans that follows us for some reason tried to say, oh, Jack Stoll was open two weeks ago a lot. Do you want Do you want your well, past game to go through Jack right. Stoll? And, and you know, that's not my point. Like, I'm not saying that them not targeting anybody else is a problem because that was the same case in no. 2022 when they it's were just fine. Stars the ball. But, right. The point is though that nobody else is really helping him at all right now outside of because Goddard wasn't playing over the last four games before Dallas, and it was really only Smith and Brown because even as we mentioned, we needed the run game and the offensive line to help him in this offense out more, and they haven't. And I will say there were a couple times in this football game where Jalen delivered some pretty nice balls that yeah. were just dropped. And I as mean, you mentioned, fundamental the, football, man. Just the passing game the does work when he throws over the middle. They're just not doing it enough. They, I think it's 
Everybody has to be incriminated in this situation, in my opinion. And everybody has to take their bit of accountability. It has to be Jalen understanding to take what's there, protect his body. It's these playmakers knowing that if they're going to say anything about getting the football at all and they don't make plays when the ball is thrown to them, it is a problem. And your coaching staff also has to give these guys easy pitch and catch opportunities as well. That's why I'm so jealous of these great offensive teams. And I keep saying it and I hate Nick Sirianni. You don't motion just the motion. Nick, oh, yeah, sometimes you, crazy. sometimes you do just motion just it's the not, motion. It's not just the motion. It's because it works because that's and where the NFL is going. And it sets up other things in the game. You can use the motion over and over again to get somebody's eyes in a direction that later on you can go away from. Like, does he think motion doesn't advantage. work? Is is that why? I don't, and Luke, I don't this guy that. continues to brag about how Jay Sirianni in our neck of the woods in Jamestown, his brother, won a state championship running the wing T. What is the basis of a wing T offense? It's motion, motion, motion. To and we're not saying you have defense. to be the Miami Dolphins and be number one or top five in motion, but you know, they've been dead. They're dead last. They don't do it at all. And then you can't sit there and say, oh, why aren't guys separating? Why are we throwing all of these low percentage number uh, throws outside of the boundary and outside of the number? Because that's how our offense is predicated is not setting it up to make it easy for our offense. There's no motion to give guys free releases to the point where they're just out in the open on a quick slant and they could just get the ball. Everybody has to win hundred percent of the time. And frankly, that's not going to work in the national football league. It is the balance. Yeah. It is the balance, Lou, whatever it is, if it's play calling, if it's execution, they have to get back to that middle and find out who they are. Because if not, you know, what's ahead of you, you know, the opportunity that's ahead of you. And if you lose one of these four games in any manner, that's questionable. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's going to tell us a lot about this football team. But I hope, I hope, I know it's not a way to go forward, but you just have to hope that this team turns it around because we're not playing the game. There's 53 guys, 46 of them are on the field on game day. You got to hope they can go and do it. Yeah, and we've seen them do it this year. I'm still confident that they can go on a run here. Again, you're not going to be able to beat the Cowboys or 49ers for the rest of the regular season. That we're going to have to find out in the playoffs. But when it comes to the one seed, the NFC East, that's still in front of you this week. It starts with the Seattle Seahawks. Gino and I will dive into that matchup on tomorrow's edition of the show. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off on this Tuesday edition of the show. As always, thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.